You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is an abbreviated version of a shear that was given uh, on Sunday, February 12th, 2023. Uh, it was given during the halftime of the Super Bowl that was played between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. The shear was intended to actually take the idea of eagle and chief and explain it according to terminologies found in the Torah based on Gaonic Parshona Samikra or halachic statements that were made. So that was the way the shear was conceived. Unfortunately, um, we never really got the chance to mine out completely the idea of Nasi and chief. However, uh, we did do a pretty thorough job in terms of what an eagle was. Was an eagle a Nesher or was it something different? Of course, uh, we came out that the preponderance of uh, Mephorshim indicate that the eagle is not what a Nesher is, and a Nesher is something different. It's close to an eagle. Um, it has a lot of uh, aspects that are similar to eagle, but it is not an eagle. Um, there were some technical issues with how the recording was turned on and off, and because of that, <laughs> the shear really lacks um, the type of beginning, middle, and end uh, that I try to have every shear exhibit message that was also not recorded and from Rapshamshanful Hirsch and his take on uh, on on what birds the Torah designates as kosher and it provided for us I think an understanding of how the eagle can be the symbol of Tuma in terms of being the bird with the worst characteristics and yet we could still see how it can be uh, used as a paragon of so many positive things telling us really about God's relationship to us and what our future could be in case you didn't know um, the eagles lost but um, hopefully the this year will still have a posterity uh, way beyond yesterday's sports pages. So here it is. Today is an activity that even people who aren't interested in football find themselves going to a party to meet people. Um, in a way, it sort of uh, unifies in a perhaps a very superficial way um, many people across the planet. Um, instead of just dismissing it completely and saying, oh, this is shtosim, this is just, this is bitl's man, and it's terrible, and to invest it with something that has to do with the Torah, and specifically about the subject that we are dealing with, which is, of course, the Gaonim. Let's start first with the question. 
we know that the Philadelphia team, which I think entered the league in 1933, called themselves the Eagles. And you can see this was their first logo from 1933. And I believe this is a bald eagle. It's an American bald eagle. And it's, of course, was also chosen as the bird that symbolized the United States. The present-day logo, I think, although it's green to match the colors of the uniform, you can see clearly that this is the bald eagle, uh, the white head. And what's very important for our discussion are the, the talons of the eagle. You can see the three, or actually two talons in front, and you can see clearly a talon, uh, uh, a talon from the backside. And that's crucial for, and of course, in this logo, the eagle is clutching the football with that, with the talons on both sides. The actual eagle that is their symbol is this incredible bird. And you can see the image here, which I hope everybody can 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 recognize how fantastically noble this bird is. Uh, you can see why it was chosen as the symbol of the United States. Um, and that is, but the question I have is, usually this is translated in modern Hebrew as nesher, which we know not only shows up in the Torah, it shows up throughout Sifrei, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. It's one of the most it's one of the most prominently mentioned birds in the Torah, Nesher. Is this the Nesher? Is this animal that we're looking at? Is this a Nesher? What clues can we indicate to prove that it is or it, there are some interesting proofs that I think we can bring, including from Rav Sadia Gon, as to the identity of what Nesher is. And is Nesher the same as the Philadelphia team's symbol? Okay, we'll start here with Ben Yehuda. Ben Yehuda, of course, was the great lexicographer who uh, is considered the father of modern Hebrew. In his multi-volume dictionary of the Hebrew language, he tells us what a Nesher is. And like many, many translators before him, he says it's known as the eagle, the udler, the adler. Uh, and he quotes, of course, although it, 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 we'll see the number of psukim that he quotes. And I, I'm, I'm going to follow Ben Yehuda here. So first, of course, we have in the Torah itself, when it refers to the birds that are considered tame, the birds that are considered shekets, the birds that are considered uh, 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 verboten from eating. And the very first one that's mentioned is Hanesher, Peres and Ozniah. It's also mentioned prominently in the Merkov of Yechesko, that on the chariot that Yechesko saw, one of the faces was Nesher, Pnei Nesher Arbosam. There's a Pasuk in Eov that he quotes that gives you an interesting description of what a Nesher does. Eov. After Eov complains about his lot, that he is not deservant of what has happened to him, um, God describes in 
and a number of prokim at the end of Eov, the magnificence of his creation and how he is involved in every detail. And it's some of the most poetic, beautiful phrases that we have in all Tanakh. So, Hamibinoscha Ya'aver Netz. Is it through your wisdom, you think, that the Netz, the, the falcon or the hawk, is able to take wing? Yifros Knofov, it spreads out its, its wings, its pinions with Taman to the south. It knows to go to the south in the winter. Is, is, do you think that's wisdom that you developed as a human being? Imalpicha, do you think it's your mouth and your directions? Yagbia nosher, is it your directions that causes the, the nosher to fly so high? Fichiyorim kino, and that it and it and it and it and it places its nest so high, so it flies high and it puts its nest high. Sela Yishkon, where does this, where does this Nesher rest in these craggy cliffs? Vyaslonon, Alshain Sela, right as the rock is jutting out, Umitsuda, but still protected. That's where this Nesher stays. It's got its nest there, and that's where its habitat is. Misham Chofar Ochel. From there, it's able to like dig out and discover food. Why? So it's found up in the highest places, and it's out there looking for food because it's out there in these rocks, and it can see extremely far. Vyefrochov and its 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 chicks. Yaluludam, they're going to swallow the blood. Why? Vasher chalolim shamhu. Because wherever there are dead carcasses, that's where the nesher is. Now, uh, again, that I'm not saying that an eagle won't take advantage of, of a dead carcass. But the way Eov describes the Pusik, the way God speaks to Eov in describing the Nesher, he says, Bashir Chalolim Shamu. That's where he is. That's where you're going to find him. And that sounds, of course, more like a vulture, right? A carrion eater. Wait, and, does, could that mean that he's creating the dead? Not that he's feeding off of them? No, it says, well, you could read it that way. But you know, it sounds like Bashir, Bashir, where there's dead, that's where he is. Shamu, you want to say he's there because he kills the. But he would, you know, he would take those. You know, it sounds like he's looking, Richard, from his craggy cliff. He's looking out and finding the carrion and discovering, and then he swoops down and gets it. Because a, a, a lion will kill a, a, its prey and then have to fight off all the other, the jackal, the hyenas, and the other animals that that come to take advantage of the lion's uh, abilities. Okay, but again, but but if you look at all these phrases together, it, it 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 takes care of its young, it puts its young up super high, and then it stays in this cre- crevice, this craggy, super high place. It looks around. 
and it brings its chicks the food because and 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 the, and the and the chicks usually get food that's drenched with blood because the the nesher goes and gets the the pieces right that, that, if you look at all the soup together uh, that vulture, that's the vulture doesn't eat those things doesn't the, if you look at those kind of um scavenger birds they're they're not eating something fresh with blood they're eating something older and le- left by something else and they're picking the 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 dry pieces the second the second uh, okay you're saying there wouldn't be any blood there it wouldn't be blood it would already be dried into something else okay so but not exactly the description of 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 the bald eagle right is, is that we were talking about a a animal that is quick flies very high uh is pounces upon food an animal that's also described as bald an animal that that has seemingly it's it's very obvious that its hair that its feathers do not uh, are, are not present on its forehead we find an animal that that is protective of its young specifically as the psukim and shamos and the varim indicate an animal that a that is extremely quick he also quotes it a, a pusik the psukim in Yecheskel, describing a very powerful animal and in comparison to the the king of Babylonia. You can see here Yecheskel Perik in Zion. God speaks to Yecheskel and says, I have a marshal for you to tell the Bnei Yisrael. There is this great nesher. It's knafim. Those are those feathers that reach till the end of the pinion are very long. They're, they're thick. And there's a great length to its pinion. It's full of different feathers. Asherlo harikma, which means it has glorious colors. Boel of Anon came to live unknown, which is another way of saying really Eretz Yisrael. Vayikach es samereta orez, it took this, this root, this shoot of cedar, it, it cut off the tip of where it was, uh, of the tip of this, of this growth. And it brought it El Eretz Canaan. Now, Eretz Canaan doesn't mean the land of Israel. It means a place of rochlim, a place of markets, a place of, of a lot of marketplaces, a lot of uh, a bustling economy and movement. But then another bird came. Not exactly Gedol HaKnafayim, but not as big, not Orach also another bird, another Nesher. And what did it do? It went to that geffen that had now grown, and it wanted that geffen to to help it and to come to its field. Says God, what's going to happen? That 
Geffen by throwing its lot into that with that new Nesher, its roots are going to be cut off. Its fruit is going to be crushed and dried. It's not going to be successful. It's going to be pulled over. Then God explained it. Tell those Jewish people, that, those rebellious ones. That's the Nesher Agodal. So a king, Bob mentioned before that the Romans used the Nesher as their symbol. Yechezkel already uses a Nesher to symbolize a whole type of Malchus. Melech Bovel Yerushalayim, Vayikach as Malka Vesarecha. The Melech Bovel came to Shalayim and took Yehoyachan and brought him into Golis. Vayikach Mizero Merucha. And then he set up Tzidkiyahu and he made a bris with Tzidkiyahu and he took all the best people and he took them into Bovel keeping Tzidkiyo in Eretz Yisrael, Leos Mamlocha Shefola, to be a lower type of kingdom. Lebiltius Nase, that whatever Tzidkiyo was supposed to do, he was not supposed to uh, rise above. He was just supposed to keep his truce with the big ego, the big Nesher. But Vayimrod Bo, but whoever that king was, rebelled Lishloach Malach of Mitzrayim, sending agents to Mitzrayim in order to get horses, in order to combine with Mitzrayim, seemingly to, to, to rebel against the, and go against the Shvu and the truce. Hayitzloch, do you think it's going to help? This Tzitkiyo did such a wrong thing in terms of ignoring his treaty, his promise. And he thinks that the second Nesher is going to help. The second Nesher isn't going to help. He doesn't have a big army. He doesn't have so many people to help him with. As he says, Vyaso Soparo Bimuchama. He's not going to come and, and come in with all different types of armaments and ways to build uh, to build ramparts against him. It's not going to help. So Yechezkel hears from God a marshal of, 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 of power. So what was the what what bird would symbolize that ultimate power, that power of 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 of, of the different Bob mentions Rome, but here you have Bovo and Mitzrayim also uh, symbolized in the Navi as Nesher. But there's another place where Nesher is mentioned, and it has to do with renewal of strength. And that is an apusik, those are psukim in, in Tehillim and Yeshaya. Let's look at those psukim to happen to the Jewish people eventually. Yafu Naorim Vigo. Now, this might have to do with the football game that's going on, that the uh, the young people will get tired, right? <laughs> if the defense is out there, the guys are running around, young people with strength, they get tired. Vigo. Ubachurim, even young people, they're going to get tackled, they're going to fall down. That's what happens. 
But if we hope in God for him to redeem us, we actually, our, our strength will be renewed. We're not going to, it's going to be almost abnormal what's going to happen to us. We are going to be able to rise with pinions like Nisharim. Yarutsu, we'll be able to run the low you go. Usually when you run, you get tired. We won't be. And Yehuchu, even if we're not running, even if we're just moving, we're not going to stop to rest at all. We're just going to be able to have immense uh, energy. So Yeshaya uses the Nesher as this immense energy. The Radak wants to know. I mean, there's a lot of animals with energy. Okay. It could be the Nesher was unique, as we saw in the Pusik in Eov, of how it takes care of its young. The Pusik in Devarim, about how God uh, described Kenesher Yorikino. The Nesher is clearly quick. The Nesher is clearly strong. Why is the Nesher a symbol of his chadshus, though? What does that mean? So the Radak quotes Rabbeinu Sadia. That's Sadia Gon. Ki hanesher yale le'eser shonim gavoa ma'od al p'nei rikiyah Every 10 years, the nesher goes even higher than it usually does. The nesher goes all the way up al p'nei rikiyah. V'yikarev l'chom ha'esh. And it gets as far as that it gets close to the to the to the fire of the sun, the natural fire of the sun. And then it actually throws itself because of that heat, Mirov Homo, into the ocean because of the heat. and it loses all its feathers. It, its feathers, right? And then it's sort of like is renewed like a Lazarus pit, and it's like now it's like back again. And now it's able again to, to be strong in its pinions. And it goes back to its young age. That's a, an eagle or a phoenix? You're right. This sounds like a phoenix, doesn't it? And and every 10 years that occurs, it occurs 10 times till the bird is 100 years old. It does what it did every other time, but this time when it falls into the sea, it dies. So that is Rav Sadia. Now, I have to tell you, is that, did Sadia really write that? Um, it sounds like Icarus. Yes, right, and and the uh, if if you take a look at um, in Tehillim, the Radak quotes from Sadia, sort of the same way. Um, in other words, he gets as far as the Yisod of Aish. In other words, he's able to fly beyond the planet. In other words, this is the uh, Aristotelian viewpoint that there are four basic isodos of, of creation. 
and the Nesher is able to get to the Yisod of Eish. So it isn't the sun as much as somehow being able to get to the source of all Eish that, that we find in our world. Um, and, and here in Tehillim, when the Radak quotes him, it says that he actually dies. And he dies, but then he comes back to life. Um, now, I have to tell you that this does not sound like the sadhya that we have been studying over the last month. And it might be that, you know, people said it over in the name of sadhya to give it more provenance. It also doesn't seem that the the phoenix is anything that would have been so familiar that the Navi should consistently use. Hell quotes it, and it could be the Barbanel only knew it from the Radak, um, but the fact that the Barbanel quotes it gives it a little bit of significance, I believe. Um, and the Barbanel says that uh, Kefiapshat, he quotes Sadia. Kefiapshat, um, the reason why they're like Nisharim is just because, not that, even though the Pusik says they're Nishadesh, Kinesher, right? Like the Pusik in Tehillim that we saw, that Tishadesh Kinesher Nuroichi, there will be a Hishadshus like the Nesher. And that's where Sadia whoever pseudo-sadia gets it from, that there's some sort of renewal that this bird happens to this bird. This nesher goes through a renewal. Otherwise, what did David HaMelech mean when he said that you will have his chadshus like a nesher of your youth? Hmm. So Barbanel says it just means that the nesher is able to just fly faster and longer than other birds. It's just really a metaphor. It doesn't really mean that um doesn't mean that they actually renew themselves. She knew about this pshat, and he calls it a medrash. And Rashi says, Al min nesher Naruso. So it's Rashi seems to quote that there's a type of nesher that this might be referring to. Um but the pshat, Rashi says, means the nesher hazeh, the, the, the standard nesher, is machadish knafayim venotza mishona lishona. It molts, and it gets new feathers from year to year. And whether that's true, I, I assume that's true about an eagle, as well as the griffin vulture, which is what uh, most people, again, and I'll, I'll show you where, where I'm coming from as far as that goes. Um, the Eben Ezra, rationalist that he was, also says, Ki kol The Eben Ezra says, as it gets older, it seems that its bones get bigger and stronger. It doesn't, it seems as it ages, it's, it seems to be a more impressive, stronger bird. And he says, that's why David Amalek says that we're going to have this Yishadshus. Now, is any of this true? Uh, the Sferno 
says that um, when God tells us that he's going to be machadish, like a nesher, our youth, what it refers to is really the status that we were in at the time of Matan Torah, that that's going to be the future time. We're going to go through Golos. God will redeem us, will grant us atonement for our sins, bring us back. And then when we the Mashiach comes, he says we're going to get back all the levels that we had And that's what it means to Scottish Kinesher. We're going to be, as he says, we're going to get the Adi. We're going to get the 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 the, the accoutrement that we lost, that spiritual accoutrement that was given to us at that we lost because of the Cheda Eva, the Cheda Egel. And the this and the Sferno actually says that in his parish on Tehillim and as he says in his commentary in last week's Parsha, he says that what's going to happen is that we are actually going to, um, in the future time, as the Pusik says, What does that mean? They're going to call us holy. Holy means we're forever holy. Afheim, the Gemara says, Olam kayomim. That was what Matan Torah was. We were supposed to, Matan Torah, become supermen. We were supposed to rise to a level where issues of death and illness wouldn't affect us. But the problem was that we were chot at the ego. That's what this, this is what the Torah means when it says, the Novi means, David HaMelech means when he says, Tzchadish Kanesher Nuraychi. So it's fascinating that that you know even without Rav Sadiagon, just the simple pshat is that the Jewish people are going to be restored to a state of magnificence and greatness where death will not really affect us in the same way. We're going to be, and this is really the the, the tefillah that we have in terms of this hischadshus kinesher. What's fascinating, though, with all of this is that the Nesher is, is the symbol of, 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 the wor- of, the, of the most Tomei bird that we have. The very first Tomei bird is the Nesher, right? right? In fact, the Torah uses a term it doesn't use for Chazir or any of the treif animals. It says, Ewa Tishaktsu. You're going to be disgusted by it. It's a it's a sheketz. Lo ye ochlu. It shouldn't be eaten by anyone, not by you or by others, that you shouldn't feed them. Sheketzheim. And what is that? The nesher is the number one bird. And the Gemara and the the Gemara in Chulin quotes the Safra in Torah's Kohanim that says clearly about this mentioned first because it doesn't have any simon that's tohar ain lo zefek ain lo etzpa yaseira ve ain korkavano niklaf vidores vaochel it doesn't it doesn't have the crop it doesn't have the extra etzpa it doesn't have 
it's the korkavon, it's stomach where, where where it's gullet, where the food comes, you cannot easily peel it away, and it attacks. Doris va'ochel, something machlokas, what doris means, it either attacks its animals live, it eats them alive, it, 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 the way it gets its prey. Af kol But the Gemara says there's no other bird that has all four, according to the way Rashi learns the Gemara. The the nesher is the ultimate, as all the four simonim of a bird that's tame. The other ones, according to the way Rashi learns the Gemara in Chulin, some of them have one, some of them have two. Now, the eagle, as you saw, does have an etzba yaseira, right? It has that it has that talon behind it, as you saw from the logo of the eagles. So this is one of the questions that has been raised against describing the Nesher as the eagle. Now, there's other interpretations of what does Etzba Yaseira mean. That maybe Yaseira means a longer talon than the others. Not necessarily one that looks like it's extra. Um, not only the editors of Art Scroll, but uh, the author, uh, Rav Ben David, the author of Sichas Chulin, um, Natan Swifkin, and others, uh, really very numerous, in fact, um, uh, have decided, based on many of these verses and the words of the Talmud, that what we're really talking about is the griffin vulture. This is the Nesher that they're talking. Zephek, but the Zephek doesn't really, it, there's a food there, but it doesn't soften the food. Basically, as you can see, it's a machsan, as Ben David says, be'eisha keva maleya. So, and then it, like, it's able, using its neck muscles, it's able to bring the food back here when this is full. But it's not a real zephic that actually softens the food that comes in. Now, etzpa yaseira would mean, even though you can see the vulture also has sort of like a toe or talon toe here in the back, like the eagle. Um, but what we're talking about is longer ones, that these are essentially the same size, although this one seems to be somewhat short. Um, so many have said, although this doesn't seem like this tremendous nesher, but remember how common uh, they were in Eretz Yisrael at the Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.